Hi, and welcome to Fourth Dimension. Here is Tom McGuire. Yeah. Yes. Keep it real. Do I need the mic for recording? Or can I be the mic? Jesus name. When a, pro- when a prophet asks a question, it's rhetorical. Are you recording? Oh, that's 25 bucks a minute. Well, I'll get back to the mic, but i got to talk to you guys. So, I'm sorry. It's okay. You can record. Okay. Gentlemen, thanks for coming tonight. Thank all of you for coming. Young people, thank you for being here. Still hear me okay? Yes. When January came, it's normal for my wife and I to ask the Lord, what's our thing for 2020? What do you want me to share in South America, Europe, and the United States? First of all, I'm going to ask God, you know, what's, what's my thing? What, what's my part? What do, you, what do you want me to share? It's interesting. It's pretty quiet. There's no, I, I know nothing about COVID. Nothing's been said yet. So I'm just like, uh, God, get ready to buy some tickets. <laughs> Would really like to have a little more than nothing before I spend two grand on a pair on a set of tickets. Per ticket, by the way. So I'm in my office, and the Lord says to me, Tom, you are in here. And I said, okay. It's a dress rehearsal. Oh, you're giving me more length? You figured it out, didn't you? You got your wish, okay? <laughs> Checking one, two. Be blessed, brother. <laughs> this was before COVID. Before I knew anything. So I've got to dress rehearsal. I've been a band director, choir director. I've led musicals. I've been in operas. Uh, played sports, and uh, you know, normal guy. I love my music, and so I know what a dress rehearsal was. It is a performance without an audience. So if dress rehearsal is going to be Wednesday. On Tuesday, when we rehearse, we just come in normal clothes. But Wednesday, when you have dress rehearsal, you wear everything. It, it is a performance with no audience. It has to be what you're going to do on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday before high school or whatever. And all of a sudden, everything's weird because you've got your makeup on. I always hated that. They wanted you in full makeup. And in, in musicals and operas, the guys, you didn't have makeup artists. You went to the room, you know, and you put your own makeup on. I had to learn how to be a makeup artist. With this face, I need help. But anyway, I learned how to put makeup on and make myself look so sexy. It was wonderful. And uh, anyway, I knew what a dress rehearsal was. But all of a sudden, your position on stage changes. Like in marching band, if you can do, you can learn the drill, the 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 the, the, uh, the pictures or the the different uh, what sort of shapes that they're wanting you to make without your instruments. That's how you should learn it. When you do military style, it's not quite so required. But if you do core style, where they're in curves and flowers and butterflies, you take your instruments off. And you just walk it through so you can memorize the steps. But when it comes time for the big 
game or the big competition, everybody's got to put the tubas on, the drums and all that, and it's just a whole different. You remember the steps if you're hitting people. And you're mad and you're angry and you're frustrated and you're tired because, you know, when you're on stage, you got makeup, you're sweating, and, and, your, and your teacher or your director says, what's wrong? Are you not ready for the performance? Oh, shut up. <laughs> you're dripping, you're wet. See, that's what this is. It's not it. Whatever the it is, you know, the rapture. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's not it yet. That's good. But it's a dress rehearsal. Little late because you don't know your lines. Little late you don't have the music memorized. Little late if you're sports. It's called a scrimmage. You play a non-rival. In other words, this winner loses isn't going to affect your district standing. But the coach is watching. If the senior, if the varsity plays a JV or the freshman, the coach is watching. He's going to determine who starts by your performance in the non-competitive district game. Mm. Because how you practice is how you're going to play. Mm. Dress rehearsal is going to show us, oh my God, Lord, just in the world now, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> and a dress rehearsal is, oh, it always got so mad at our coach, you know, the uh, non-district game. I got mad at the directors and the theater directors because they would have a meltdown. They'd call us names that's illegal in high school and college. They would just cry. They'd throw their hands in there. They'd call you every name in the book. You just knew it was coming. Then when I became one of those people, I learned a new vocabulary. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? We're three days. Oh, yeah. The problem is your job's on the line, ain't it, director? And if they mess up, they may not rehire you. Oh, it gets ugly. But see, dress rehearsal is when you do what you're going to do in front of Christ when he's still on the throne, not on a white horse on the planet Earth. Hmm. See, right now, he's on the throne. Now, everybody, now, I don't know if you're pre-trip, mid-trip, post-trip, or paneling this. I'm a panner. It's all going to pan out in the end. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we got people here that are just going to stand up like Shay. I am a pre-tripper! <laughs> lunch three times. <laughs> I don't know if you're pre, post, or mid. Let me tell you what. If you got the ticket in your pocket when the train comes to the terminal, pre, mid, post, or not, you get on the train. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Now, I, I, is it important? No, it's not going to win anybody to Jesus whether we're pre, mid, or post. It's not going to help you walk with Jesus any better. It's a good discussion. It's a good doctrine. I think we should know it. But listen, it doesn't win souls and it doesn't make you walk closer to Christ. Because if it takes, he could be here next week for you to grow up. We've got a real problem. This is out of performance, not out of love. You're supposed to change and be holy because you love Jesus, not because he's coming back tomorrow. That's why he never told us the day or the hour. How would we act? We'd be idiots. Holy, holy, God is Lord. And the whole planet would go to a standstill because no one would want to sin. That wouldn't be life. That'd be stupidity. That's fake. You love me, love me in your life. Love me in your weakness, love me in your strength. When you fall down, love me, get up. But if I tell you I'm coming tomorrow, holy, holy, oh, we light candles, we put on videos of Mother Teresa, we just sing kumbaya, oh Lord. We speak in tongues if you're one of those kind of people, you know, and if you're not, you just light candles and go to the hilltops and go, take me, Lord, and we would be dumb. It wouldn't be real. That's not real walk with Christ.
fear manipulation. That's why he won't tell us. So I don't care if you're pre-mid or post, whatever. This is a dress rehearsal. Y'all all know he's coming. All right? We, and we've got to. So here comes COVID. And I live in a county that only, up until August, had only eight people that got sick and none, none died. I'm, we live in the middle of nowhere on the farm. I'm like, yeah, I'm safe. <laughs> oh, I did. I thank God that we live where we live. I said, God, I'll never say out in the middle of nowhere in a sarcastic way again. I want to give you praise for protecting me in the cotton patch and in the peanut patch where the sand blows. Seriously. When I got home, I got to work in my yard. I had four foot of blow sand like a beach. I had to remove four foot of sand before I could even plant a yard. So, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I was thanking God for this until my cousin came to see me. He was good until Sunday. He got sick as a dog. His wife works at the hospital. She said, you need to go get checked for COVID. He calls me on the phone. I hate to tell you this, guys. What? I've got COVID. I hate you. <laughs> I, I told him, I hate you. I called you up here to help me cut down some trees and do some electrical work. I didn't tell you to bring a disease in my house. Y'all got COVID? My wife exposed to his wife because the girls took a cousin's retreat in the mountains. They all came back sick. It was horrible. I never had a fever. My wife never had a fever. Never had a symptom. Symptomless. My wife had a congestion chest cold for about seven days. She was over it. I had COVID. They stuck the thing in my nose. They took some of my brains. So if I twitch sometimes, it's not my fault. No kidding. My cotton swab went further than anybody should go. No kidding, right? It found places I didn't know existed in my head. Yeah. My wife was hilarious. She said, I'm going to recline my seat. And I'm... At that moment, I'm not a smart guy, but after 30 years, almost 30 years of marriage, I've learned to shut up. So she's thinking if she leans her chair back and they stick the thing in, it's going to be easier. <laughs> and I was going to explain to her, honey, with my head this way or my head this way. It's the same. I, sh I didn't say anything. You'd be proud of me, Steve. I said nothing. She said to the nurse, before you stick me into, I just said nothing. She said, before you stick me, can I recline down? And I says, oh, yes, honey. Most of the women like to recline. So she reclines the seat back. She yanks that thing in her nose. And she's like, ah! pulls it out. And I just said, I couldn't. I, I couldn't make it all the way, y'all. I, I was almost holy. I said, so, did you like the plumbing being cleaned? <laughs> she said, shut up. And I did the rest of the way home. And she just swore that if I recline my chair back and they stick it that way, it's going to be so much easier. Trust me, your head doesn't bend. The, the nasal cavity is straight. Here or here, it don't matter. So just sit up and take it like a man or a woman. We had COVID. I started getting all kinds of emails. You're the prophet. What's God saying? I went to God. <laughs> what are you saying? He said, to dress rehearsal. Tell everybody, this ain't it. This ain't, this ain't the last pandemic. This is what God told me. This ain't the last pandemic. This ain't the last mess that's going to happen. Then all the political mess. And listen, I'm, I'm not going to be political tonight. But whether you're blue or red, Biden or Trump, the whole thing's a mess. Whatever you want to believe or not believe, you can't say it's not. It's wonderful. It's all so holy and special. It's so American. Yeah, it is American now. This country's a mess. The church needs to wake up, yeah. quit judging it, Come on. vote, pray, and see the kind of mess we got to clean up. Because it's the church, the most powerful organization. I've Democrats, Republicans. 
I don't care what the vote is. God can change it, whatever. Right. God's still on the throne. That's but right. you can't throw your hands in here like a hyper-faith person. It's beyond me. And I'll just let God take care of it. You better get your butt up and pray, vote, and start telling people about Christ. You better start living and I know people don't like Trump. No people don't like Biden. So you're going, what do you like? Well, one of them's a liar. Really? Does anybody know that if you're a politician, the definition is liar? I don't believe that 100%. I know some politicians. Listen, how about you, Christian? You ever lied this year? Is any Christian in here not lied at least one time or stretched the truth just to mention it? You know, evangelistically speaking, the fish was a goldfish, and you said it was a trout. My headache—it was so bad. You took one Tylenol and it went away. How bad is one Tylenol actually? You ever hyped it up? You know, so people feel sorry for you. That's the same thing. Listen, we don't want to know how bad they call it—the cesspool, the fake news. Listen, church. We're the ambassadors of Christ. An ambassador represents the best of their nation, bringing help, influence, and relationship. Help, that's the definition of an ambassador. Help, influence, and relationship to the country that they've sent to be a part of. The church has hidden, come get me, rapture me. They've lived with high credit cards. They're in debt as bad as everybody else. They want to live. They want to see how far I can be in heaven and hell. They want to know when, when am I going to sin enough to where I go to hell and lose my salvation. We shack up together. We think that God said fornication is not anymore. We've said same-sex marriage is okay. In fact, you can just wake up one day and say, today I'm a dog. Today I'm a woman. Today I'm nothing. <laughs> you know, if, I, if the shoe fits, sorry, put it on. If it doesn't fit, keep it off. But then they say, we are old-fashioned, archaic, judgmental, critical. We don't love. We need to shut up, put our head in the sand. The Christian is the hater. Really, you don't see us protesting burning things? That's right. Wait a minute. I thought this wasn't political. Here it is. What is evil is now good. And what is good is now evil. As in the days of Noah. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you guys are here, not to hear me preach. I'm glad you guys messed up, fell off the wagon 50,000 times. I'm glad you got your butts back up, woke up, and are here. And do us all a favor. You, you're not any more messy than this whole nation. That's right. So at least do us a favor. Get ready, give me a hug. <laughs> you are leader. Yes or no? Thank you. Sit down, buddy, for a beat on you. <laughs> Do us a favor. The whole world's a mess. The whole nation's a mess. You're not any worse than anybody else. Do us a big favor. We need a couple of heroes. That's a normal guy getting up and doing it right for the first time in a long time. Come on. Amen. Jesus is with See, here's what you're doing. Good to meet you, brother. Here's what you're doing. Do this whole big favor. Prove Jesus is either real or not. Prove he's a liar or he's he's either Lord, liar, or lunatic. Every day you guys live, you're going to prove whether he's a liar, he's a lunatic, or he's a Lord. That's good. 
You, you will prove that. Jesus does it? Yes. He doesn't need to prove squat. He did it already. But he sent you and me into the world to make disciples. Yes. The father came in the garden. Didn't work out too good. He said, Jesus, he died for our sins. Jesus said, just as the father sent me, exactly the same way. Don't worry, if you die, I'll heal you. Don't worry about it. Listen, he sent me. I'm sending you with the Holy Spirit, same spirit I had that raised me from the dead. I'm sending you the exact same way. These signs shall follow you. And the things that I've done, miracles are not, you'll do it great. So please, guys, I'm picking on you because we all know you've got a past. You've got more hormones than you know what to do with. And you like things you're not supposed to like. Do us a favor. Hold your head up. Smile. Yeah, yeah. And please prove Jesus is real. Because if you can prove it, they are without excuse. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is only one time you can be macho. Do something nobody else has done. You want to be macho? At least I whoop you. Whooping the devil is a different story. You got all those tattoos looking bad. I love it. Thank you very much. You think you're a bad way of it. was all Mr. Macho, the Bane Rooster. Y'all want to be macho? Y'all want to be macho? Whoop the devil's butt. Put him where he belongs. And give everybody nothing to say but Jesus is Lord. I remember you. I know you. I remember you. Yeah, you did. I was a JA, southbound part of a northbound mule. You got it. But I'm not now. And just for the record, Jesus rose the road and rode a donkey twice. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's called Jackass. I think I can say that in Kentucky and I can say in Texas. You go to Iowa. I said, it's Jack or Jenny. And they're an ass. What do you want me to say? It's, 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 it's agriculture. Oh, they just get all, you know, Iowa. I say it anyway, you know why? Because I'm from Texas, have bigger guns than they do. <laughs> and yes, they're in my truck. So, excuse me, I'll spit on you for a while. Uh, is that your coffee? Where's my coffee? Oh no, we drank it. Okay, there you go. Jesus throws a donkey twice. Y'all know that. Proud to do it. Beast of Burton, he loved it. Hey, go tell the guy the Lord has need of him. God needs a donkey. Okay, all a bunch of donkeys. Bunch of J.A.'s, idiot, whatever. I've heard your story before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get up. Get up and be a hero. You know the definition of a hero? Someone who was a slave, beaten and a victim like everybody else, got fed up to hear. Got up. Come on. Everybody laughed at him since you can't hear him. I'd rather die than be this. Hero number one, I'd rather die. Then live like a slave. Come on. She went drugs, alcohol, pornography, or whatever. People's opinions. Or I have to prove something, and I've never proved it. I've just made myself look stupider. So when they get out, a real hero can't enjoy the freedom. Because every time they go to bed, they hear the cries and the pain of the people they just left behind because they're still in bondage. How can you enjoy freedom eating grapes and pretty women and dancing and freedom in a beach when everybody that you know is still in bondage? Treated like dogs. So they go back. Everybody back there goes, what are you doing here, you idiot? I couldn't let y'all be this way. You told me I'd die. You told me if I got out of here, they would kill me. Well, here, I'm, here I am. Do I look dead to you? No. You want out? Yeah. 
You're willing to die. What do you mean am I willing to die? Well, I had to be willing to die to get out of this. To get out of my drugs, pornography, alcohol, divorce, blah, blah. I had to be willing to die. Die to self. Could be physical too. You never know. But I had to be willing to die to get free. Now I've come back to show you how I did it. Are you willing to die? Or do you want to stay here and be a dog? What? Whatever word you want to use. No. So they lead him out. He leads them out. They get far enough away. They sit down and start fires before they go to bed. They start talking. They say to this man, they say to you, William, William, you're a hero. And I already know what you're going to say. Don't call me a hero. Don't. Don't, don't. I don't, I'm nobody's hero. I'm just like you. You're a hero, William. Don't call me. You're our, you're our hero, man. What do you mean? Without you coming back for us, we'd still be there. It's a common man, common woman. You got free, came back. Guys, I want you to be heroes. Back of my phone, I got Captain America. I got Captain America t-shirts. I kind of like what he stands for. You know, pretty cool guy, old-fashioned values. I liked it when they said that when the lady said uh, that uh, Thor was a god, and he said, "Ma'am, I'm pretty sure God don't dress that way." <laughs> he, he won me over. I'm pretty sure God don't dress like that. And I was like, I love this man. <laughs> you know? And he laid his life down. Remember, he was a skinny dude. Didn't matter if he was chemical induced. He was skinny. He was a runt and a wimp. He wouldn't give up. No matter how many times he tried to get in the military, he lied to him. He wanted it so bad because he had something to prove. He had an opportunity. God, someone gave him an opportunity. Pumped him full of the word, pumped him full of the Holy Spirit, you know, whatever. He came out and he lived true to who he was. His reason for wanting to get in the military wasn't to try to prove he was equal to his buddy. It was to save souls, save lives, and to defend America. When God gets you out, gentlemen, who you really are is coming out. Yeah. Well, and you're all that, you're going to be all that when you get out. And look to you. I don't think Captain America is a skinny white boy that swims. He's who he is. But he has a purpose beyond himself. Gentlemen, you're where you are because, and all of us, for the record, needed Jesus because we were all about ourselves. Amen. Amen. bottom line. That's why this is here. I'm 150 pounds less than I was, but I'm still diabetic. I'm better, less medicine. It's because I want what I want. The joke is pecan pie, which isn't a joke. I'm a pecan pie freak. So I limit myself to twice a year. I can't even eat pecan pie Thanksgiving and Christmas because I already messed that one up. <laughs> Stupid islands, they make pecan pie in August. That's the point. Glad you guys are here. I love you. I don't think less of you. Do I believe your JAs? Oh, absolutely. Do I believe that that's what it's going to take to get you free and overcome this? Absolutely. Do I believe Jesus rode you at least twice? Oh, yeah. He ain't ashamed. But I tell you this, when it gets on the white horse, grace is over, and if you ain't saved at that moment, it's done. You all want to know what a dress rehearsal is? It's at 8 o'clock when they open the doors for the performance. You're done. You know, you, you, how you are for the performance, the march, the scene, the game, with that whistle, when the, when the buzzer sounds, that's it. What you are is what you are. Right there. You had all the time to get ready. Now you're what you are. When he gets on the horse on the donkey, it's over. You either save or you're not now. They ain't got no more grace. That, that, that age is done. So for those of you that can't wait for him to come back, I can't either. But I'm asking him to wait a little bit because I've got too many people I still want to bring to Jesus. Amen. Amen.
I want to see you guys. They told me you were coming. Ladies, thank you for coming too. I'm not ignoring y'all. I'm not ignoring none of you guys. I love all of you. You know the young people over there. Here, look at white boy on the wall right there. You. What's your name? <laughs> David. Glad you're here, buddy. And your buddy next to you. Trent. Good to meet you. Ladies, watch them. <laughs> William, you know I'm picking on you, right? You know, but I said, look, look, look at me. You guys have got to do this. Excuse me. I'm stepping all over your feet. You guys have got to do this. We've seen too much failure. Half donkey. We've seen the lies, the manipulation to do whatever it takes to get whatever you want. We need to see someone rise up and use the power of God, not to get what they want, not just to get them off their addiction, but to help other people. To be better than everybody thought. To, you want to know revenge is when God raises you up, people come to you. They used to laugh at you and make fun of mm. you. Used to tear you down. They come to you and want to know what you've got. Mm. Yeah. Why are you different? When they ask you, the addict, the loser, the bad boy, yeah, you're a bad boy, you're an idiot. You know what I'm saying? They, they have all kinds of things to think. Yes or no? <laughs> That's what you want. You want people to come and see the change that God did in you. And they're going to want a piece of it. You did drugs that way. You did everything else that way. You might as well do Jesus that way. You can say amen anytime you want to, gentlemen. Ladies. Hi. Hi. Jesus is going, hi. And by the way, just for the record, you're... Hey, little wild, that's beautiful spell. You're all macho, bad, all that. Jesus is the one who gave that to you. And that's right, you used it for the devil and yourself, didn't you? So get your butt over and give it to me. Don't give me neutral, don't give me neuter, and don't you dare put your tape up. You are Mr. Super Macho and Super <laughs> in the world. And you come to church and you look like what? Pajamas? Put your suit back on and get over here. <laughs> you couldn't be what you were in the world if it weren't for me. I gave you the genetics and the breath. If you're going to act like an idiot for the devil, you come over and act like a wise man and woman for me. And that what you use for self-gratification, you come over here and use it for the glory of God. And you still win. You still get to enjoy it. Only this time there's no guilt in offering to a porcelain God. Toilet, for those that don't know that old phrase. I love it when I say porcelain God, that though. That's what I'm to the toilet. Okay, that's called an offering to the porcelain god. Of course, this is a Kentucky tree outside the bathhouse, but it's okay. I can say that. Because my truck's running. <laughs> so what do we do now? It's a dress rehearsal. It's a big reset. This is quit argument. Quit arguing politics. I know who I voted for and I want him back in. I'll tell you that, I want him back in. But you know what? Whoever gets in the White House, I ain't getting there unless God says it's okay. Because all authority and power comes from Him. Oh. Saul got in, became king before David. It was David who God wanted to be there. They kept saying, we want a king. We want a king like everybody else. God goes, like everybody else. Yes, we want a king like everybody else. I told you I'm going to give you a king. But we want him now. Like everybody else. And what am I? Oh, yes, Lord God, King of the universe. So you don't have a king? Well, no, not flesh and blood. We have one in the temple. That's not the same. So he gave him Saul. Boy, do they wish that had happened. Then the one that was supposed to be king had to save Saul's you-know-what and everybody else's. And then after he saved him, Saul tried to kill him. 
Have y'all ever done something right and been innocent and they try to kill you and blame you and mess on you? Don't cry about it. It's called the Saul experience and everybody has one. You can actually be totally innocent. All they want to do is kill you. Welcome to Saul. That's to find out if you really love God. And even when you're falsely accused, you walk the straight and narrow. That's the hardest. Repenting is not that hard when you finally find out you're an idiot, you were wrong, you messed up. But when you've done nothing wrong and they're treating you bad and persecuting you and calling you names, now walk with God. What's yeah. mm -hmm. well, not fair? Yeah, it is. I told you, you're going to carry your cross, follow me. They did that to me. They called me son of Satan. So what's your issue? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. What's wrong, princess? You're a little too tough for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus said, they hated me, they'll hate you. When did he say that? Oh, you know he said that. And here's another thing, Christian. It's just, it's just, I told you in this life you're going to have tribulation. I didn't leave you dumb, deaf, and dark. I told you to your face in this life you'll have tribulation. But smile. Why? Because I've overcome everything. Well, it's easy for you to say you're the Son of God. Who's in your heart? Come on. That's right, it is easy for me to say. What's impossible for you is not impossible for me, and all things are possible for you if you believe that I can do it in you. Amen. That's what that stands for. That's what it means. All things are possible if you believe that I can do it, not only for myself, but in you, through you, and for you, Amen. and with you. I'll give you a fish and see you'll clap like a man. That's the glory of God, not to me. I'm just quoting scripture. Watch him out. <coughs> you know, watch him. So what are we gonna do? Pastor Tom, it's real simple. You saw how bad you see how bad it is. This is dress rehearsal. Oh honey, if we mess up now, it's okay, but when we get an audience, it'll be in the newspapers. Boys, I told you to practice. Ladies, I told you. You got to practice like you mean it. Now you're going to lose district. Now you're going to lose to the rival who calls you all kinds of names we can't say, even in church, even me. And you're going to lose because you ain't, it's too hard. They cheated. The refs are against us. Boo, hoo, boo, hoo. They cheated. The refs are against us. Dude, get out there and kick. Get out there. You can still win when the refs are against you and they cheat. It is possible. Y'all know those stories exist today. When all hell breaks loose, thank God for it. Because he's exposing it so that when you win, they got to eat crow. That's, right. That's what's happening in our politics right now. Trust me. Whoever God wants in the White House, I have a preference. You obviously know who it is. But it doesn't matter. I won't like it. But I've already got peace. God, you're in control. Yeah. You're still in control. That just means we've got more work to do. So what you do matters. This cesspool, this mess that we got, we're all part of the drama of the band, the orchestra, the football team, the basketball team of the church, wherever we are. And the church is doing too much time out, too much red shirt. It's too difficult. It's too hard. And we're acting and playing like the, like the enemy. We don't play their way. Y'all know it's true. Y'all know it's true. 
We don't play their way. And some of the younger people, and I'm not picking on y'all, but the younger people think we're old school, old fashioned. And I'm sorry if the Bible was good for 2,000 years plus 5,000 more because of the Old Testament. So we got about seven or 8,000 years. And if it's still true today and no, no one of any intelligence level have ever proved it wrong, they'll try to say it's contradictory until you really get into their argument and they find out it's not. NASA used the Bible to find out the two times God turned the clock back. Now, NASA did it. NASA proved the Bible was true because God rolled back the sun. We know there's no other name to cuss with but ours. God, Jesus. We use our God's name. You never ever to go boo to damn.
Now, for those who are a little more religious, and I'm good with that, because my wife's a little more this way, they didn't lead, they didn't teach. I explained to them what we believed. They can serve. Listen, there's a place for everyone to serve in the church. Leadership, ministry, teaching, different story. You can't lead and teach if you don't have the same values. You don't have the same lineup with everything. It's kind of hypocrisy there. They understood that, but they came and served. I live in shackers. They did the same thing. They couldn't lead. They couldn't teach and minister in those levels, but they came. And you know how many marriages I did? Let me tell you what. My last statistics, the last five years I was a pastor, 78% were not virgins, and 78% were living together before they got married. I told God, this is a mess. He said, that's why you're here. I said, I need Kirby vacuum. Can't you just send me two pure virgins? He said, find one. <laughs> he said that to me. He's got a sense of humor, y'all. How many of you know he knows where they are? I know by the way, by the way, I did do some weddings. Even last year in Europe. Two pure virgins, 26 years old, both of them. Oh, they exist. I know we're all amazed. That that's my point. Y'all left. I wanted you to laugh. That's the problem. We, as the church, have not done a good job discussing our sexuality, our beauty, romance, matrimony, and how beautiful it is. We call sex taboo. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to deal with it. Thy kingdom come, we represent. Let me tell you how beautiful sex is. Guys, when the Father came, He created the, all know the world. He created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1, right? Y'all you know, remember that, right? Sunday school time. I know you're older, but you're not dead. Okay. okay, listen to me. God spoke. We all know that. Yes, Tom, this is not Sunday school. No, it's not. God spoke, and there was. We have a thing in science and NASA called the expanding universe. Please tell me you've heard of that, somebody. Well, y'all y'all know why. We have the answer. What's the answer, Tom? When God speaks, nothing can stop his word. His word's still going. Whatever he spoke, day one, it ain't stopped. That's why the universe is going, Wah. Number two, he said, let us make man in our image. Who's our? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. He made man, body, soul, spirit. And here's something interesting. For he prophesied, spoke it like he did everything else. Then he came to earth, got his hands dirty. That's right. He formed us. And please, I'm going to do this without apology. He formed us. Right. Come on. Thank you for laughing. They always do. That's what's wrong. It should be holy. The devil of the world has made it funny, joking, insecure. He formed us with his hands. He knows every cell, hair, dimple, belly button, and every other biological part of your body. He said, and this is good. Yeah, that's right. Then he kissed that. When it says he breathed, the Hebrew word there is mouth to mouth resuscitation. You know, lift on that. The first thing in creation was intimacy. The father kissed Adam and gave him life. Yeah, that's right. So what's the devil done? Kissing, you know, and it turns into all sorts of stuff. Of course, I'm going to pervert everything. Because you were created by his hands, sexually and emotionally, mentally, everything. And the first kiss, I'm going to turn that into friends kissing and everything else that we have. I'm going to pervert your very beginning. 
I'm going to make God wish he never made you. Did you understand something? With, our, with his hands and his kiss, and the devil has gone that far back and attacked us. That's the world we're in. And I'm not jumping on anybody for laughing because I know it's funny. I've laughed too. I still laugh. But it's a little uncomfortable even for me when I have to do it. I've done this a lot because I know what the world is like. And the church, they're putting us into a pedestal being Puritans. We, 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 we can't talk about anything. We're hypocrites and we do it as bad as the world does about everything. The divorce rate in the church and the world is almost the same. It's been that way for 20 years. That's sick. There we go. And when we talk about it, a lot of young people and people in there, y'all are just a bunch of hypocrites. And here's what they say. It's impossible. There's no way you can be a virgin on your wedding night. Well, the way we've allowed the world to get, the way we allow the school to teach, and the way the church has been acting about all of it, I don't blame them for thinking that. It's an impossibility. By the way, it's impossible to get over drugs. You know what they say, don't you? 12-step program and team challenge and all these guys tell you. It takes about five to ten times you fall off the way before you finally get it if you live. But the Bible says when the sun sets free, it's free indeed. But do you want to be free? So here's the thing. Do you want to be free? Do y'all want to be free and not go to hell? That doesn't work enough. I may die and go to hell. I'm living in hell now. They need life abundant. I didn't come to you not to go to hell. Find that in the Word. I died for you so you won't go to hell. Find it. That's a result and a fruit of. I died for your sins. I died for your adoption. I died to bring you one with Christ. I died to set you free from death, hell, and the grave. So if you come to real church and they tell you, you need to get out of your addiction. I know what you're thinking. So tell me what's better. I know when I do something whether it be sexual, alcohol, drugs, whatever, pornography. I know what it does for me. It gives me a moment of relief. Give me some relief. Show me some relief. Because I'm looking at you Christians. Y'all all stand up and constipated. You look angry. You, talk, you fight. That's the truth. Show me some relief. Show me some peace. Show me. I've seen you on the same bars and streets. I see you singing hallelujah on Sunday. But on Saturday, you ain't singing hallelujah. You're singing my cheating heart. We'll tell on you. <laughs> Only in Kentucky do they all know that song. We do it in Texas too, okay? I don't blame you guys. It's hard to quit drugs, alcohol, pornography. When you need a quick fix, you need something. You're thinking that's evil. No. You were designed, we were designed for an apex, a feeling, a stimulation. We are to be stimulated. We are designed to have pleasure. We're designed, oh God, get me out of this. We need some peace. And the devil knows that was there, was listening, and he's offered a counterfeit. And that counterfeit is so easy to get. And it's so readily. And we're not seeing Christians living the alternative. They may be holy. I don't sin like you do. I don't sin like you do. Come on. Come on. Your nose is so far in the air, honey, it shaved your face. <laughs> Come on. Wow. You drive around that Escalade, not a problem with Escalade. was the last time you gave money for missions? Do you love Jesus? The way you talk about your daughter-in-law? Honey, if you had my daughter-in-law, there you go. You guys have seen so much hypocrisy, so much false promises. 
I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not going to false promise you. I'll tell you this, I understand why you want to fix. Pecan pie does that too. Pornography, years ago when that first came out, I had an issue with it. My wife and I, and Jesus, we got rid of it. But I understand that. Pecan pie, it's no different. Watching sports, playing video games, it's better than being bored. See, we have stimulated ourselves. You were created to be stimulated, have pleasure, be high. And Jesus said, hey, don't be drunk with wine. Why'd you just say that? Seriously? Don't be drunk with wine. But Jesus, did you know we did you know we did that? Of course I know you did that. I know why you do it. I made you. I know why you want to get drunk with wine. I don't blame you. With your wife, I get drunk too, but you don't get drunk with wine. Well, what do you want to get drunk with? The Holy Ghost. Wait, 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 huh? Wait, huh? Listen, when you get drunk with wine, got it. You forget your mother-in-law, your kids in rebellion, your dog died, and you forget that ugly-faced woman of yours. <laughs> but it kills brain cells, it makes you say and do things you wish you had enough, and when you come back, you've got a hangover and she's still ugly. <laughs> and you better not be asking me what she says about you when she talks to me about you. <laughs> God, I married a man, he's turned into a donkey. You know? <laughs> You see how funny it is? Now you're laughing. Now who's funny? Jesus said, don't be drunk. I know why you want to get drunk. Relax. I got you. You need to be fixed. You need to feel it. I got the best. Don't settle for camouflage. Don't settle for counterfeit. Amen. You want to get drunk? Yes, I do. I want a good drunk. Good. Find a, find a group of guys. Find a church. Find a bunch of tongue-talking charismatics who like to roll and froth and foam at the mouth. Hang some chandeliers. You'll get drunk. You think that's crazy? Go to the bar. Let's talk about the bar. Let's talk about what happens at the bar. Oh, I've been there. Want to talk? It's just as crazy and wild. People are fighting. People are grabbing where they shouldn't grab. People are acting single. Put the <laughs> ring on. People take the ring off. They're still married. They're spending 40, 50, 80, 100, sometimes $300. They get in their car and they back up and hit somebody and leave. Not tell them. Mm. Then they say to their insurance, somebody in Walmart backed into me. Why you fraud? And that's better? Mm. That, that's better. Mm. And when you woke up the next day, you had to call the boss, got the flu, got COVID. Were you at Johnny's bar last night? <laughs> yes, it was full of COVID. <laughs> the waitress put COVID on my beer bottle. I know she did. <laughs> so you'll be off for the next two weeks, right? Huh? I don't have a COVID insurance plan. You're going to be off for the next two weeks. Consider yourself quarantined without pay. You're going to call me and act like an idiot, I'm going to treat you like one. You on quarantine two weeks, don't come in. We don't have accident health here at this work. So you're going to go home and tell your wife that Johnny's bar gave you COVID on your beer bottle. See how this all works? We're going to play video games. We don't know how to talk. We, we get depressed. We live in a, in a world that's not real. I love video games. Don't worry. Point is, we're doing everything but thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And we wonder why our world is the way it is. We think that Disney, fast cars, fast trucks, pretty women, money, all of those things, look at me, they do give you pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, they are, they are a quick fix and they make you feel good. And Jesus said it. Did you know that? Jesus said, oh yeah, sin's fun for a season. I can't believe he said that. Did you just admit that some of the sin that you forgave me for and died for all of it, of course, is fun. Oh, yeah. 
Why do you think everyone's doing it? Why do you think the devil's got such good business? His stock is soaring. Because sin is fun for a season. But go to the old folks' home, go to the veterans' home, go to the hospital, go to the ER, go to hospice. I've gone to hospice, and I did it for my youth group, and I asked them, did you love your parents? No. That's why I'm dying, because I'm 50 years old. I was not honorable to my parents. I've got AIDS. I've got STDs. I've got this. I've got that. In hospice, and many of them grew up in church. They're not 90 and 100. They're 40, 50, 60, and 70. It's fun for a season. Now, I'm not saying all y'all are sitting. I'm not saying this because you guys or you young people listen to church. I am saying if the shoe fits, put it on and wear it proudly and repent. But here's what I'm saying. We've got to deal with this now. It's dress rehearsal. Jesus said this. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. He said, go into the world and make disciples. Not an option. How many of you know the last the words of a dying man you need to listen to? And the words of a man that's not coming back for over 2,000 years, you probably should put to heart. I died for you. If you love me and you say my salvation is so good, why are you holding it? If your vaccine is so wonderful, why don't you share it? Remember the stone? Yes, Lord. It was rolled away. That's right. Why is the stone still there in your heart? Why aren't you telling anybody about Jesus? I don't want to offend anybody. Get over it. I did. I don't know what to, well, I don't know what I'm doing. You don't now either. So try. You'll learn on the way. It's called OJT. OJP on the job preaching. I don't want to, you know, shut up. When you're on the right-hand side, and they're on the left, and I'm getting ready to cast them in the lake of fire, they'll become barbecue goats, you know. And they look at you, oh, what are you going to say to them? Sorry, I didn't want to offend you. No, <laughs> oh, that's not old-school Pentecostal manipulation. Lambs on the right, goats on the left, great white throne judgment. At that moment, death held the grave of the devil, and all of his followers are thrown into the lake of fire. What are you going to say if you saw their face? I didn't want to offend you, you know. I didn't want to be pushy. I, you know, it wasn't my problem. Then why are you going to church saying you love Jesus? Because if you love Jesus, you're going to love who he loves. If you love Jesus, you'll love who he loves. If you love Jesus, you love who he loves. If you love Jesus, you love who he loves. There's your prophetic word today. Get over yourself. Listen, gentlemen, I'm going to pick on you because you're here and I love you. Ladies, are you listening good? Because I'm not gender prejudiced. Listen to me. If you love Jesus, then love who he does. Prove it. Not just you. The whole world's looking at you to prove it. Don't quote John. Don't quote Philippians 4 to me. My God, she'll supply your needs. Prove it. When did you eat popcorn and have nothing? And you didn't call Grandma, the pastor. Help me. When did God supply your needs? Look me in the face and prove it. Don't quote me some trite scripture. Quote me something you lived. Quote me something you lived. My God, she'll supply I'm going to slap the next person who tells me that. I actually thought that until I had to do it. No, I refuse to call home. I'm living in Illinois, 1900, 19 hours away from home. We have a very rich family. We're not. I don't know what happened with the genetics there, but we're not. They don't want her to call her parents. I don't even know if you've got grandkids. Your parents will give you anything. Didn't do it. 
They didn't call the pastor. You know why? Because I was the pastor. I tried calling me. It was busy. <laughs> I texted me. It wouldn't go through. My wife and I ate popcorn for two days and green beans. That's all we had in the cupboard. I told God, I think I got it. Our Lord said, no, you don't, but I'm going to help you anyway because your kids are getting tired of popcorn and green beans. In the mail, from the next member that was mad at us that left the church two years earlier was a $500 check. I jaw. God said, here comes my 747. I can tell you your God will supply your needs. I have other stories. My story's not important. I'm looking at you guys. Y'all got to prove it. Someone's got to stand up for Jesus and be his friend. Someone needs to get in his corner. Someone needs to call, you know, go Rocky, go. Someone needs to get in the corner of Christ and prove he's real, he's true, he's alive, and he'll do what he says. And they're going to look at you. You can talk all about Jesus all you want to. They know that's Jesus. They need to see you do it. They need to see Christ do it in you, through you, and with you. There you go. Ladies, same thing. Young people, the world's getting tired of preaching. They want to see some action. So, you want scripture? Matthew chapter 6. And when you pray, you pray this way. Is there a specific way to pray? I'm Jesus, Son of God. I'm the Word. Pray this way. Our God, Jehovah. No. He didn't say God and he didn't say Jehovah. He used one name, the same name the Hebrews call him, Abba, Abba, Daddy, our Father. He created you, he made you in his image, he loved you, he formed you and kissed you. Our Daddy. If you're going to talk to him, I'm going to die for your adoption. I'm prophesying. I'm going to go to the cross so you can be adopted and call him Abba, Father. So if you're going to open your big mouth, call him for who he is. He's your father. Y'all clap like you're meeting for God's sake. Come on. Oh, man. How am I doing? Good. Time's okay? Good. Farrell's is open. We'll eat cheeseburger. Our father. Not God. Not creator. Because that's what he does. Quit talking to him on his what he does. And talk to him for who he is. That's why when the devil says you're an idiot, you're a jerk, you're a liar, manipulator, you love pornography, you're a drug addict, blah, blah, blah. That's what you do. Jesus died for what you do and didn't do and did die. Amen. But he died also because of who you are. Amen. Created in the image of his father to become sons and daughters of God. So if you don't want people and God to focus on what you do and don't do, good, bad, or ugly, then don't treat God the same way. You treat him like your daddy. That's right. If he's your daddy, do you really need to worry about it? If I say, if he's your daddy, is there any other question you need right now? <clears throat> Where do you live? Where do children live? Work with me. Where do children live with their Daddy. No, thank you. That's good. But let's stick with the daddy issue. Where do children live? With their? Who goes to work? Who buys the? Who pays for everything? I know in this world, mother, to work with me. It's my illustration. 
Who'll die for you? Who watches you at the football games? Want to hear somebody say, Daddy? Say it again. That's right. Who gave you a name? Who gave you your gender? Who gave you your identity? Not your mama. Hmm, just daddy. Mama, you got a great place. Relax. Remember, Mary, we got you. But right now, it's daddy. Our father. Whose father? The same father of Jesus is your father. How many of y'all are like Jesus? Ain't none of us like Jesus. We want to be like Jesus. How many of y'all acted like Jesus the last three years? How many of you love Jesus? Is Jesus in your heart? Yeah. Yeah. Bye, bye. Close your eyes. Bow your heads. Is Jesus in your heart? Don't answer. Don't respond. I just want to know something. And I don't want anybody looking just because we got shy people. And some people think it's none of your business, and I agree. Right now, if you know Jesus in your brain, in your head, you're not a dummy, you know history, you're not a dummy, you know there's a God. But if you ever ask Jesus to be your daddy, to come into your heart and sit on that easy chair and take the remote from you. Yeah. You know about him. You believe in him. But have you asked him to come into your heart and have a relationship with him? That's the key. That's what I'm talking about tonight. You have, haven't you? William? Yeah, haven't you? Right? Yeah. How many of you guys over here? Hey, man, look at me. Hey, guys. You straight? If, if you haven't asked Jesus in your heart, I'm good. I'm good. I love you. It's, it's your life. I respect you, dude. But if you haven't, for real, for real, it's none of my business. But I love you, and I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask Jesus to come in your heart. I'm going to give you an opportunity to be a hero, not the TV hero. That's TV. I'm talking about a real hero. How many of you think the veterans of foreign war, those wounded soldiers are heroes? How many of you think the wounded soldiers are heroes? The guy lost his leg, the lady. They're heroes because they gave their life for us. That's what we're going to do tonight. Our father, where's your father, everyone? Where's your daddy live? Amen. Where do children live? <laughs> with daddy. Everyone say, with daddy. So did you get saved and go to heaven? No, you got saved and changed your daddy. You were children of the devil. That's what the Bible says. You, Paul, you were sons of the devil. He was your father. Now you're children of God. Daddy, where do children live? With daddy. You didn't get saved and go to heaven. You got saved. So your sins are forgiven and paid for and your adoption was paid for. That's why you're here. It's about time we start acting not like the world, which is the father is the devil. We start acting like our father who is in heaven. Where's your father? Our father who is in heaven. Where is heaven? He's on the throne. Where's your daddy? He's on the throne and very soon, and y'all know he's going to get on that horse, and now it's over. Yeah. How many friends and family you know ain't going to heaven yet? You want him to come back yet? It ain't as bad as it's going to get. This is dress rehearsal. This is not the final game production. And if it's this bad and you can't, oh, I can't stop. We're so glad when 2020's over. How do you know 2021's going to be any better? You didn't think 2020 was going to be all hell. Amen. So you're, are you absolutely sure, prophets, is 2021's going to be better? With Biden or Trump, are you absolutely sure? 
No. We got an asteroid supposed to come hit us. Depends on who you listen to in 2029. It's called Apophis. And if it misses us, it's going to come back in seven years. President Trump created the Space Force. In quick, super quick time, they put a probe on an asteroid to find out what it's made of. 